Hola guapas, and welcome to episode four of the Hola Guapa podcast. I'm your host, Nish Batesh, the founder at Hola Guapa, which is now a blog, online shop, and community of almost 10,000 female creatives from all over the world. Before we get into the show, I wanted to take a quick minute to share some major updates and announcements taking place at the Guapa shop. The first being that we just dropped all new products featuring new vendors and designers I've personally sourced in Los Angeles, California. Each piece is bold, unique, and adds artistic flair to your everyday look. So if you haven't stopped by the shop yet, what are you waiting for? And the second is that the fun doesn't end there. It has always been my goal to find new ways to elevate creative voices, share their individual artist journeys, and support the work of makers just like me. So I am thrilled to announce the Guapa shop is now on the hunt for new designers and makers to add to the shop. If this is something that excites you, feel free to DM me on Instagram at Olaguapa or get in touch by email at nisha at olaguapa.com. This maker series has been a huge goal of mine and will launch in the beginning of October, just in time for you to shop from a variety of your favorite guapa artists this holiday season. And as always, I'm super excited to introduce you to our guest today. In this episode, you will meet collage artist and content creator Ia chatting with us all the way from Barcelona, Spain. What I love most about Ia is her relentless pursuit of her passion for collage, art, and teaching. You'll hear this theme over and over again in her story, my favorite being when she reached out to over 500 magazines and editors to share her work in hopes of landing a job, all of whom left her email unanswered except one, Vogue, Spain. So if you're looking to be uplifted with a major dose of inspiration and motivation during the chaotic world of 2020 we've all come to know, then this episode is for you. And with that, Let's welcome Ia to the show. Hi guys, I'm Ia Llamosas. Nice to meet you. I'm actually a collage artist. I'm from Venezuela, South America. Um, I came to live actually in Barcelona in Spain where I live now 12 years ago. And actually that's when actually my art journey started. Uh, back at home, I'm actually, uh, I studied journalism. So I'm a journalist and I work mostly with digital marketing and online doing, um, freelance for social media and this kind of stuff. Uh, but when I came to Barcelona, I was so inspired with the art here everywhere with uh, Gaudí, Picasso, Miró, Dalí, that I felt I really wanted to create something. And in my childhood, I had always had an interest for art. Uh, I did try painting, but I wasn't really very good at it, I have to admit. Um, and I always loved paper. Like even when I was little, I would do uh, collages when I was like three. If they left me with any paper, I would just start tearing it up. And I think when I was like 15, my mom enrolled me in this uh, quilling class. It's actually uh, like an art form made with paper. And I was actually very uh, amazed of all its possibilities. But like I said, I, I really um, didn't know what I wanted to do when I was growing up. And my parents actually recommended that I do something, uh, that I study something that I could actually adapt later in my life. And right. I went to study uh, journalism, which has been great, especially for collage, because Journalism is all about communication and in collage, uh, like the thing that prevails the most is the message. So I think that actually uh, has worked in my benefit to come from a different background. But yes, I pretty much started with collage um, in 2014, where I started exhibiting in Barcelona. 
and slowly I've continued to exhibit and do collaborations and it has been like the past couple of years where I've actually started to work more with my collage and uh, actually the past couple of months have been very great for me in terms of actually making it my full-time uh, job which I think for any artist is a dream come true absolutely <laughs> I do know that yeah it comes and goes uh, like everything with freelance in that sense I have uh, tons of experience from other freelance jobs that I know comes and goes in waves but uh, right now I'm actually very happy because uh, I can see tons of possibilities and projects in the future and, and that has me uh, very excited which is funny because in a time of like this, there's a lot of uncertainty, but I think uh, um, also with uncertainty comes opportunities. And for me, it's been great to, to kind of um, take advantage of that and, and use it uh, for me instead of against me. Absolutely. I think like that's definitely a theme that I've heard over and over again is you don't want to undermine, um, you know, the people who are struggling and suffering right now. But, um, you know, on the other hand, there's a lot more room and, and time and space. And I think with all those things, it opens up a whole nother world of possibilities if you're willing to look at this experience as an opportunity instead of a burden, you know. So it's so exactly. cool that you're able and to even that. to. Yes. And even to like you were saying uh, uh, to. Uh, for me, from my perspective, like you said, there's tons of people suffering right now from different circumstances and uh, the world's a little bit crazy. But for me, it's actually um, helped me to uh, be more firm and know better my convictions and the things that I want just to focus and, on my work. Uh, it has actually made me um, approach this whole chaos with an open mentality to study more, educate myself more, uh, know how can I help. Uh, and it's also been great because I think you need to um, be maybe comfortable with yourself and in a good place to actually open up to, to see how you can help with other problems instead of just seeing them as problems around you. Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's actually been interesting having these conversations um, with different creatives because I think that you know, something that I'm hearing over and over is that we're, we're all kind of looking towards whether or not our art is going to be affected by, you know, everything that's going on in the world right now, or whether or not we're going to keep them separate. And it's interesting to me to hear other different perspectives. So it sounds like you're absorbing it and you're really leaning into it. Um, and that's all translating in your art. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yes, of course. So um, I think like everybody, when the world pretty much stopped, um, I've, I've been in an emotional roller coaster and I think tons of people can relate with this. Uh, actually, I think the first month I pretty much felt bipolar because I went from peace to <laughs> happiness, I'm at home, I can do all the projects that I want. Yeah. And then realizing like it's tons of projects and what am I going to do and when yeah. is this going to be finished? So actually it took me a while to adapt to a new right. situation. Uh, but in my case, something that has actually helped me a lot is meditation and yoga. Mm -hmm. uh, I've incorporated this in my routine. And even though I'm not a routine person, I don't really love routine because I love uh, unexpected and it really helps me in my creative process. But actually sticking to a routine through difficult times has really helped me to center myself and once I started meditating every day 
being grateful, uh, acknowledging the problems, and then moving little by little with my body, even if I didn't feel like moving some days, uh, but actually just being present, I think started helping me to, to pretty much uh, claim myself in that moment and to start creating from a positive perspective. So in that sense, for me, it's actually helped me to uh, have a routine because it's pretty much where my creativity actually started uh, popping in once I had a, a routine to actually deal with all the chaos around. So even for me that I don't like routines, uh, it's turned out to be something fantastic. And uh, I think sometimes we do need uh, order to, to help us to get structured. Yeah, I mean, it's some, having a routine is something that I've always struggled with. And I know that on the days and on the weeks that you're able to maintain sort of that stability, like what you're talking about, um, you get so much more done. You don't have a morning routine or anything like that, do you? Then if you're not a routine person, you've really just found that meditating is the thing that is keeping you centered. Yes, because I mean, it depends. I, I do... Uh, especially my mornings have more routines because we tend to actually have like routines in the morning. But even for me, I like to to change it up. So I do always start with meditation and yoga, but then it depends. Like I usually walk my dog, but I can walk her starting the day or later in the late morning. Um, then sometimes I have to go to the mail because I also have a, a pin a company with a couple of friends. So sometimes I have to go do deliveries. Uh, sometimes I start working right away when I wake up if I have an idea. Uh, but it's true. It Actually, the meditation and yoga has helped me to focus. And then whatever I want my routine to be uh, kind of helps better. But I already feel like centered and with my focus to-do list. So yes, once uh, I think you have a little bit of routine, you can definitely take more advantage of the day. That's amazing. Yeah, that's a really good piece of advice. I want to go um, back to, so you studied jur journalism and that's what brought you to Barcelona. So I know yes. that a lot of people, you said that that was something that your parents sort of guided you into. Um, I know that a lot of artists sort of struggle with whether or not school is a good option or um, whether or not they should be, you know, looking to pursue a full-time career and doing their art as a side hustle. I know you probably have a lot of experience with that. Is there, can you share <clears throat> more about your sort of journey, of like after graduating school or what you learned, um, you know, during your education and then kind of everything that happened after? Sure. Um, actually, for me, it was funny because when I started uh, doing collage, I kind of, when I decided I wanted to pretty much dedicate myself to this, I felt kind of guilty because I didn't come from an art background. And uh, there was actually a time where I would feel like I needed to hide like all my previous experience because it wow. didn't actually add anything. Uh, and I felt like I needed to have uh, an artistic journey. But now I actually think very differently. Uh, I think that everything I've done before uh, actually makes me the person I am and actually gives me tools and different uh, ways of seeing the world um, that actually I can now incorporate into my collage. But it took me a while to, to understand this. So in my case particularly, I didn't have a formal education. But like I said, I struggled a little bit with this idea. So I did take uh, tons of courses uh, online, also with artists, um, to prepare myself a little bit. 
But it is true that in a gender like collage, you don't really need uh, to know a specific set of tools or techniques to actually start creating, which is something I love that in collage, there are no rules and you can basically start if you know how to cut. Um, but it is true that for me, I needed at that time uh, pretty much some guidance to, to start and to feel uh, confident, I believe, in actually what I was creating. I think this is different for everyone, but uh, I do want to emphasize that it doesn't matter what your background is, the moment you start creating and want to create, I think that your background is something that is going to enrich you and actually give you a different perspective. So maybe you're an architect and start painting all of a sudden, but maybe uh, your way of seeing the world and knowing all the angles is actually going to give you a different perspective. So Absolutely. always embrace your past, no matter uh, if you started on a different journey, because in the end, it's actually going to, to add to, to your experience as an artist. Absolutely. I think, you know, especially with collage, you know, maybe every art form, it's like you're really just storytelling. And so we're all choosing different mediums and experimenting with different mediums. And sometimes I think you choose them. Sometimes I think a medium will choose you. <laughs> um, but it sounds like, you know, with your experience in journalism, um, you were able to sort of like hone in on your skills as a storyteller. And then all you Definitely. did was switch mediums. Yes, exactly. And, and that's something that I love. And um, the message, sometimes when I'm teaching about collage, I always tell them the message is the most important. But it is true that you don't always have the message clear. Sometimes the message will actually come later. And that's also really interesting because for me, I like to start working with images that I love, that I'm drawn to naturally. And once I start playing with them, maybe I already have an idea and that's great and I have my concept, but sometimes it just comes naturally. So for example, um, maybe I'm thinking a lot about going to the beach and being outdoors because that's what I crave right now. <laughs> and um, somehow all the images that I choose are related to that. So uh, the message sometimes is something that you can't get away from because you're still drawn to those images. So it's really, really interesting as a process of creating because uh, the storytelling part always uh, comes up and uh, pretty much is the center of all the artwork. Right. Can you can you explain your process a little bit more? I mean, I know um, we're sort of emphasizing the fact that you're a collage artist. I want to hear, um, you know, how you get started. Take it. Take us like from your inspiration to your final uh, product. To your final product. Sure. So for me, actually, something that's very important is inspiration. If I'm not inspired, I can't even begin to work. And inspiration can mean pretty much anything. I love to go see art, exhibitions, movies, Netflix, pretty much anything yeah. uh, that can maybe inspire me because of the colors or because of the history or the time setting of that novel. And Always before starting to do a collage, I do check um, my Instagram or my Pinterest just to see different arts, just to get different ideas. Uh, like Picasso said, good artists copy and great artists steal. And I think with <laughs> collage, that's a fantastic quote because there's so many things to do and it's great to actually see artworks that you love and maybe see techniques that you can apply later. 
Mm-hmm. So I always like to have tons of ideas in my brain. So inspiration is always my first step. Mm-hmm. Then I pretty much narrow the material, like uh, all the images I've selected and different materials, because I also like to include uh, pieces of nature, like uh, little uh, leaves and flowers and things like that into my collages. So once I have the materials, uh, for me, this is the best part because it's uh, cut and play, which is pretty much playing around the composition to do that storytelling. So seeing how the different elements match together and uh, seeing if that story actually comes through. And um, then pretty much the the gluing part is really simple. I personally uh, don't like to cover my collages with resin or anything on top. So I just use a basic glue stick, uh, sometimes uh, spray glue. But I like to leave actually my my collages with the paper raw because I think it's actually uh, kind of uh, a tribute to paper as a material. And it is something that actually eventually fades. So for me, it's important to actually uh, respect it that way. It's the same like when you see uh, maybe a sculptor made of iron and it starts rusting and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, just because with paper, it actually takes a long time. So it's okay to, to leave it to that. But for me, I like to leave it raw and pretty much the finishing details are actually finding uh, like a nice task for two and final layer. And then of course, depending on what I want to do, if it's an exhibition, the framing for me is really important. Usually because in most uh, collages, I'm working with magazines or really simple paper. And like I said, because it's raw for me, the frame actually protects it. And also it's kind of uh, dressing it up, like glamming it up. Totally, it's pretty much yeah. the lipstick and the heels that your artwork needs to look like it's going to a party instead of just being at home. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. I, I love your passion for for your medium and your process and, you know, talking about like even respecting, having respect for, you know, a medium such as paper that I think obviously so many people are probably using on a daily basis and overlooking. That's the beauty of your art is that, you know, to, to you, it means so much more and you're using it, um, you know, to put a message into the universe. Yes, I think uh, a lot of people ask me like, oh, do you put a resin? And I have tried in times working more mixed media, less collage and doing actually uh, working with much cards and adding resins, uh, but I didn't really like the final result it felt uh, something like encapsulated and distant. I actually love when I'm showing collages um, to people who are going to buy them for them to touch them so they can Mm -hmm. actually see where the cuts and the magic has been. Uh, So for me, it's actually important to to leave it as it is. The same for elements in nature. I like to dry them out so then I can include them. So this way um, they're already in their final stage and from there they pretty much go to to vanishing eventually, but they do last also lots of time. Uh, So yes, I think uh, it it depends on the material that you're working with. But for me, paper and uh, at first I didn't really understand the difference with papers, but then of course you become like a freak and you're seeing (laughs) if this one's 
brilliant or this one's matte or this one's rough. So you really uh, start becoming a little bit of an expert in textures and papers. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I studied um, textile design in school and I just remember being obsessed with all the different ways that you could create a pattern and really, like you say, just becoming a little bit freakish about it because it's <laughs> something about it speaks to you. Yes. Do you remember, can you pinpoint, um, you know, when this medium obviously chose you? Like, was there something about paper um, as a little kid that, that triggered this sort of response for you? Well, um, growing up, like I said, I did like to, to do like um, random collages, but I do remember uh, when, like I was telling you before, when my mom in, uh, enrolled me in this uh, quilling class, and it was actually really funny because I was probably like 12 and there were probably five people enrolled in the class and they were probably all women in their 50s. So I felt a little bit out of place, like if my mom had enrolled me in something terrible. Right. <laughs> but then I was so surprised that with strings of paper, I was actually able to illustrate almost anything. And it did make me think like, wow, it's incredible what you can do with a string of paper. And I pretty much loved it from there. It is true that here I also had like a aha moment when I started doing collages. Um, when I met my husband Francisco, he's a photographer and he was, he, well he still is so passionate about photography. He's this person that even if he's not working, he's taking pictures all the time because he needs to do it. Uh, that I felt I needed to create too. And back at the time, I couldn't find any collage courses. So I enrolled in a painting course and the teacher was kind enough to, <laughs> to let me do collage when everybody else was painting. And I remember doing those first collages and actually feeling something click inside me. Not necessarily because it was good, because now I look back at them and there's not really any good, uh, but just feeling so happy and, and that energy that made me think like, Yes, this is definitely this is what I want to do. Oh, yeah. I love I love those aha moments. Yes. Um, you talk about like your husband sort of having a vocation for photography and how that inspired you. Do you guys mix media? Do you use any of his photography in your work? And then does he in yes. turn photograph your final pieces or it's been insane because we're always uh he's a freelancer too, so we work work from home so we're always next to each other and we're always creating and of course we're each other's critic because uh, we always go to each other to ask for opinions and every day more we're working more together and interwined so it's more photography collage all the time i have worked with photos of him to create collages and they've been great but now he's actually starting to do a digital collage with his own photos and they are amazing. And now when the whole COVID situation started, he started doing actually um, online photo sessions, which are insanely fun. Um, you call him, it's the same through a Zoom meeting. And he calls you through his iPad and he sets the iPad like in a setting with different elements. And then he takes a picture with his professional camera. Wow. So we've actually had so much fun using images from magazines, connecting it with the iPad and putting things around. So it's also a way of, of doing collaging. So I think that we will continue to work together uh, even more. 
because it, it's coming very natural to us and that is actually great. Yeah, that's awesome. I know that dynamic, um, you know, maybe isn't always easy, but it's so inspiring to hear, you know, when you link up with somebody who truly gets you, even though maybe they don't get your medium or your process, but to be able to lend to each other, because I know like as artists, you could feel very isolated working by yourself. And so to be able to have sort of a community, even if it's just your husband or a party of one, you know, yeah. to be able to have <laughs> someone or something that can understand, um, you know, where you're coming from, I think is really important. Yes, and, and like you said, even if it's someone from a different medium, because uh, collage and a lot of artwork is really solitary. And I love that sometimes I'll show him something and he'll give me his uh, photography eye opinion, right. which of course means uh, maybe I don't see it at the time or I don't relate it, but actually that's a starting point to say, oh, but I don't like that what you said, but I could do this. <laughs> this could totally, to have a different uh, perspective. Definitely, yes. Even uh, now that I'm actually teaching uh, collage online, I think it's great also because uh, having a different perspective, it's not that it's going to be good or bad, uh, that depends, of course, on a lot of other different things, but it's actually uh, sparking a little bit of a different thought, and that gets your mind to think maybe of different things, so it can actually be something very, very positive. Yeah, I, I know, um, you know, you've mentioned teaching a few times, and I want to hear more about that. I think that, um, you know, kind of getting into that conversation is interesting to me, too, because a lot of artists struggle, um, you know, turning their passion into a paycheck. And I think thinking a, a little more creatively about how that can be done. So for example, now you're teaching, um, but you're still doing what you love. Oh, definitely. And actually sharing it has been great. I, I come from a family of teachers. So my mom, my sister is a teacher, my aunt is a teacher. And I, for one, had never liked teaching because I was always like the kid who behaved bad at school. So I always said like, no, I do not want to be the teacher. But I did realize that uh, when actually teaching something that you're passionate about and that you have experience with, uh, it comes very naturally because you're just sharing your experience and you're already passionate about it, which actually inspires people. So for me, it's been... Uh, a really interesting discovery because uh, it's something that I really, really love. And it's, it started, uh, of course, in this whole situation. Uh, and it's been a great tool to, to discover. I had done face-to-face um, -face workshops before, but I had never imagined I was able to show collage from a distance. Uh, but it, of course, like everything, I've had to adapt <laughs> and it's been great. And definitely, like you said, uh, lots of, of artists uh, struggle in things to do. But for me as a freelancer, uh, one thing that I've learned is that you have to be like a gardener and you're always kind of planting seeds in different places. And sometimes you'll be surprised when they bloom. Like even with you, Anisha, do you remember the first time uh, we talked? And then I know you had a pause because you had uh, between everything that was going on and uh, I remember that I wanted to do uh, something with you and it was a long time. And then when you wrote back to me, I was like, ooh, a seed just grew. And that was fantastic because you don't really know um, 
when these things are going to give you something back. But I think it's important to always have diversity and address different ways of income as any freelance, especially an artist. So you can rely on actually having uh, different ways for the money to come in. And if maybe some of the ways are closed for now, you still have other ways to address. But always be thinking of new ways and, and things to, to actually open yourself up. And from this, I can actually learn from you too, because uh, I've seen you grow like now with your uh, fashion elements, now with the podcast, and it's been really inspiring to, to see you grow and, and actually be there in your community to, to see it happen. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I know. I think something that I um, sort of use as a mantra is the idea of just start by starting. And so I think that, um, you know, a lot of the times people just want to share their final result. And what you're talking about with planting seeds is so important because often a final result can look like an instant success, but people aren't aware of all the work and all the seeds that have been planted for years or months or however long it's taken, however many emails have gone back and forth or however much, um, however many hours have been put into a certain project to make it that success that you only see like a blip of on an Instagram account, you know? So it is a really, really um, good piece of advice to always be planting seeds. And I think, you know, looking for different avenues for income and getting really creative with what you're doing, like you're diversifying, you know, not only your portfolio to be able to take on other exciting projects as they come, but you're also keeping this constant theme of creativity and creating an inspiration alive so you 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 know things are coming to you too exactly and that's also very important that once um once everything starts moving sometimes things come to you but if they don't you're still busy to working uh like they say you need to work 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 to see the results and sometimes it's not stopping and i think also something that uh, is important and that I would have loved to hear when, when I was uh, pretty much starting out is to have always a good attitude, like always do things with your best face, uh, your best ideas to actually make it happen and with the best intentions and don't overthink it too much because if somebody doesn't write you an email back or if they don't get back to you, it's not about you. If you did it with your best intention and with your best attitude, people have problems. It could be another situation and maybe they'll get back to you in three years and tell you they're sorry that they finally found your email and something like this. So I think it's important to, to also kind of work on that ego that always wants to be depressed and mm -hmm. sad because things yeah. didn't happen and it's your fault or something like that. And, and know that, uh, because it's hard for artists. And I think it's important to always have that good attitude to see things from the best perfect perspective because it's going to help you to, especially on the lows that we have, uh, to know that you're doing everything from a good perspective and uh, there shouldn't be a problem if you're doing it with your best attitude and no um, hidden intentions at all. 
Absolutely. I mean, you know what you talk about, about like sending out an email and then, you know, not sending up like a nasty follow-up when somebody doesn't respond because you never know (laughs) three years from now, they might remember that. And it sounds like a far-fetched concept, but like you said, it's happened with us. It's happened. I mean, it happens more often than I think you'd like to think. And leading with positivity, I think really sticks with, um, you know, whoever you're, you're going to be working with in a partnership. I know um, I recently heard you know, some advice about like negative, um, sort of like attaching negative words and emails, like starting with unfortunately, or, um, you know, I have to Mm -hmm. apologize for, or just any of these like negative, um, you know, verbal, uh, email techniques or tactics that we use, I think kind of as artists were, um, maybe stigmatized for the story of being like the tortured artist. And I think shattering that, you know, like one positive email, one positive story um, at a time, I think is really important because yeah, there's a, there's a lot of positivity out there. And um, although you want to be raw and share your story, um, this concept of like the tortured artist really doesn't resonate with me personally anymore. Yes, definitely. And even also, um, And this is one thing that I really like about your community. I've discovered so many artists uh, through the interviews in the blog post. And it's really helped me to actually discover artists that do the same thing that I do and learn from them and see them in a human way instead of, like you said, the torture artist being jealous of all the other people around them who have success. And I actually like the idea of, Uh, learning from other people, um, seeing their success, being happy for them, trying to know more of how they got to that success and what works for them to actually learn it and incorporate it instead of just hating them and actually being (laughs) filled with negative thoughts. Absolutely. uh, I I mean, yeah, the jealousy part also needs to be taken out of the frustrated (laughs) and incorporated into learning. Totally. I mean, I think that that's like, you know, the foundation of Ola Guapa is that, you know, when I graduated school, and maybe you can understand um, or speak to this as well, but like, when I when I graduated, it was like, when I was in school, I had all these tools, all these resources, um, teachers, um, you know, fellow students, everybody, it was just this totally inspiring creative zone where I was on a roll. And then I graduated, and then it was like the bottom fell out. It was like, okay, now what, you know? what do I do with what everything that I just learned and all the momentum that I just built? And so I think then, you know, with uh, social media picking up and looking at different artists, Instagram accounts and seeing, you know, these perfect feeds and these perfect studios and art spaces and another sale sold, like just everything. (laughs) And I'm sitting here going like, okay, how are you affording the studio? Are you working a separate full-time job? Are you getting paid from your parents? How, How are you, how are you doing it? So it's exactly what you're saying it's like that secret sauce I wanted the recipe and so I think that that's kind of how the Ola Guapa community started and learning from each other sort of exposing our journeys and our processes versus just uh, the end result with like a sold sign over the front of it you know definitely definitely it's been great too also because of the questions even that you ask like where did you grow from? How is your background? When did you find your medium? Did it find you? That you actually find also a lot of similarities with different artists and that you yeah. can relate and say like, oh, okay, 
this person lives this through this too and this is how they handle it that's awesome yeah so definitely I think that uh that's one of like I said one of the reasons why I love your community because it has helped me to to engage in that positivity uh instead of actually resentment and to to see it from another perspective where I can actually grow yeah, that's awesome. And I think, you know, you, you gain momentum by, I think often, like you said, you know, you could look at somebody and be jealous or frustrated and that doesn't serve you and it doesn't serve them. And I think instead by reaching out and saying, Hey, I've been following your account for, you know, a couple months and I'm so in awe over what you've created. Um, I have a similar medium, um, you know, how, how can I grow or how, or even asking like a specific question, you know, what, um, what website are you using or you know uh honestly anything what material are you using i see you use like a resin to coat your collages what brand is it you know you can get specific or generic but the worst that they could do is not answer and you know in turn you you've said that you're starting to come into success and build your momentum which i definitely want to hear more about but i think you will then um when those emails or those dms start coming your way be much more receptive to answering and helping as well Oh, definitely. And I think it's something that also for people um, starting in their journey, you have to not be ashamed to ask. Ask yeah. all you want. You never know. Um, for example, one of the first commissions that I had in a magazine here was after I had written over 300 uh, art directors in Instagram. Wow. And finally, one of them just answered me and told me, you know what, I'm exactly looking for a collage. And it was actually Vogue in Spain. So wow. you never know what's wow. going to happen. So always ask away. And actually one of the best uh, or some of the best advices I've received is from this communication with artists, maybe going on a live on a collage artist and asking him how did he get started? Or like you said, this tricks for, ooh, I love how this comes up. How did you glue that? And in most cases, people will feel flattered and actually um, happy that they've inspired someone. So yes, definitely most of the responses I have received have been great, which will also encourage you once you, like you said, start getting those to be just as receptive and, and open about it. Absolutely. So can you tell us maybe more like timeline? I know you said that, um, you know, so have you been working full time during your creative journey as a journalist as well? Or, um, you know, you're, you said that you're starting to really see a future as being able to transition to a full time artist. What has that looked like for you? So um, like I said, I'm a journalist, so I usually do freelance job for uh, brands as the community manager, creating specially text and um, pretty much everything for their social media channels. I work with my husband too, so we create sometimes photography and video, which can actually be great. And I had been doing that for some years now. And it, I did start in 2018 to actually be more active, contacting art directors, contacting galleries, and starting to, to want to make a living fully from my art. Uh, it did come in slowly because, uh, for example, once I decided not to work anymore as a freelancer, uh, especially with community management, because it takes a lot of your day answering messages and being on top of that, I couldn't really concentrate into creating. So I decided to start working at a store 
uh, pretty much have part-time um, selling things and then I could be at home. And it's slowly, uh, like you said, I think uh, sometimes things start coming your way, but also you still have to be working on planting those seeds to maybe get other flowers to come your way. And slowly for me, that's been happening. Um, after that, I started working uh, with my husband in Airbnb experiences here in Barcelona, showing the city. That for me, it's fantastic because I get to meet new people and show the city that I live in, that I love. And eventually, um, when the whole COVID situation started, uh, I switched to doing the online lessons with Airbnb that now I'm doing, focusing on collage that I had never even thought about doing before because I didn't imagine tourists traveling to want to get inside lockdown to do art. <laughs> so right. It was something that it could, it could work, but I had never really thought about it. So now with the online, it's been great and it's inspired me to want to create more classes in, in, in other uh, platforms to, to actually share. And for me, um, now that I've been getting more commissions, more magazines, some brands to, to collaborate with me, um, it's been fantastic. I think that uh, right now I can't really talk about the success of it all because it's really fairly new. So I'm just getting adapted. Uh, for me, I think it's been great to actually um, have done a lot of freelance work before because it gives me uh, a sense of knowing what I need to ask, especially for a commission, uh, especially being a journalist. Like, yes, but you need the brief, like really narrowed down, give me the deadline, what do I need, the sizes and everything. And this has helped me to be more organized. But also I think... Um, being grateful, thanking people once they work with you, having a special detail can actually make you um, may, maybe make a relationship that maybe yeah. can keep uh, coming on later. So right now I'm really excited uh, for where I am right now. But like I said, I'm still trying to, to plant more seeds uh, just to see where, where it will take me. But I'm actually quite happy to, to right now um, be able to to call my collage my, my full-time job. That is so exciting and such an accomplishment. I, I think that, you know, your sort of like mantras just to stay positive and keep planting seeds, I think are so important to share and such like good little nuggets of just small little things that we can keep in mind, um, you know, when you're feeling defeated or down just to remember, like it's a long journey. And I think talking about, um, you know, what you have done outside of art to get it to this place. So you, you think that you might have quit or taken a step back to work, for example, with Airbnb, but maintaining that positive attitude and continuing to do art on the side allowed you to in the perfect storm of COVID-19 you know <laughs> combine both things to create a whole new business so just keeping with the mindset of like staying busy and staying positive and staying creative is so important definitely and even uh, sometimes like I said even at the beginning of the quarantine you do have crazy weeks and maybe you'll have a week where you just want to lay down because it's yeah. what your body asks you but I think it's important to at least start every month with like to do list and a set of goals and maybe you'll do it all in the last week of the month or right. maybe you'll do it 
in a day right. and you don't necessarily need to work every day for hours to achieve it. Uh, I don't, I personally, right. like I said, I, I don't have a routine, so maybe I'll get really creative two weeks and then the next two weeks I'll be just looking at museums because I can't create at all and getting inspired. So I think it's also nice to to listen to your body, to understand that it's okay if you don't feel like creating that day, uh, but still knowing and planting, like giving yourself a structure and a strategy so you know the things that you have to do and on the days that you actually feel motivated to work, knowing the things and the steps that you want to, to do to actually achieve goals uh, in, in every part of your process as an artist. I love that. I love that. It's been so good chatting with you. I feel like you were like a walking wealth of information and you just have like all these little <laughs> like, like one liners that I need to memorize. Um, it's, it's been so good having you on and I love hearing about, about your journey and your story. Um, I want you to pimp yourself out. So where can everybody find you? Um, how can they reach out to you? Of course. So uh, they can find me through my Instagram, Iyayamosas, uh, and also they can find me through my web. Uh, I'll give you the link so people, if they forget, they can find it because it's in Spanish, but it's Imagen, which is image, Barcelona.com. Uh, that's actually where me and my husband have our combined projects together, and it's our website for, for both of us. And then you can see there my portfolio and lots of, of things to, to see a little bit more of the projects I've worked in. Awesome. Amazing. Thank you so much. No, thank you. It's been great. And, and thank you for including me in this new project. I can't wait to start hearing all the podcasts and, and learning more from other artists as well. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode with Ia. If you have gotten as much value as I have, don't forget to rate and review the podcast on Apple Music and Spotify. And if you're not already subscribed to the Olaguapa newsletter, stop by the site and scroll down to the bottom of the homepage to submit your details. Each week, you'll get shop updates, including new product drops and exclusive offers, plus find out about new podcast episodes as they launch and much more.